Hey, welcome to New Hope Underground. And we're back with another interview. We, we, always, we always have good interviews. And I got three guys here. Say hi, guys. Hi. Hi, hi hey, guys. Three Amigos. Did you guys see that movie, Three Amigos? Yes. Yeah. Incredible movie. We don't have to do the dance, do we? <laughs> no, you don't have to do the dance. My favorite scenes are the... Uh, if we want <laughs> If you want to. If you want... To. Now, we don't have the video rolling, but I'm gonna, I might turn it on if you're going to do that. My favorite scene is that one with the singing cactus, that part with the singing cactus, the invisible swordsman. <laughs> Sorry, it's okay. a hats. It's a hats. Yeah. <laughs> we could go on and on, that's for sure. But uh, hey, glad you guys are here. I'm going to have my guests introduce themselves, and then we'll talk about why they're here and why we're interviewing them today. Hey, Darren, it's Jerry Yaki. Hey, it's John Tynan. And Brandon Reed. And all three of these guys are from Shelbyville. I mean, you live in Shelbyville proper, right? And it's not like a, it's not like a uh, what do you call it? A, what do you call the little towns outside of a big town? Suburbs. suburbs no suburbs town. of Shelbyville or anything. No, we're all right like, in town. Like Hinton or Westervelt. You guys don't live like out. We're all about, nope. about three blocks from each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's all Shelbyville. <laughs> well, hey, welcome, guys. And they are, they have started a men's ministry over at Shelbyville on our campus over there called The Forge. And it's Thursday mornings, right, guys? Early Thursday mornings. Yeah. What time? 6 a.m. 6 a.m. That's like starting at 6 a.m.? Starting at 6 a.m. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of guys are, are wide awake, I'm sure. Get a lot of coffee going. Yeah, we pour a lot of coffee into it. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. When we say pouring into other men, we're actually talking about the coffee. <laughs> just, just lay down and we'll just start pour the hot coffee right into your mouth. What's so? It, you said it's been going on for about a year now? Is that yeah, right? about a year. Okay, that's fantastic. I know it kind of started with, we talked about, we used to have a Bible study over there before we had the campus. Uh, and just... And then we only had a few few guys, but you guys, man, been taking off. Probably thirty guys coming now, thirty, thirty five. Yeah. So that's fantastic. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the forge? What is the forge exactly? As you as you guys want to define it, uh, we've got basically uh, four parts to the forge. All right, and so uh, John leads us off uh, every morning with two worship songs. So we invite God in. You start with John? We start with John. Yeah. And, and still guys are showing up. And they're still showing so up. That's amazing. They get a double helping of John. There's, there's <laughs> wow. two songs. Yeah. Wow. Two songs with John. That's so we awesome. We have a little time with John. And then Van grabs the mic and he drops a word. Um, it's, a, it's something fresh. He doesn't really plan too much. It's just like what God gives him. Or maybe what Lori gives him. I'm not sure. <laughs> but... Uh, um, we do get a lot of Lori stories. I don't know if she knows that. <laughs> yeah, is she aware of that? She does. She knows now. <laughs> Hopefully, she's listening. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and Van just comes. You know, he comes with a word that's just what we need to hear as men, just to get back centered in our life with Christ. And so it's very powerful. And he challenges us uh, every week. And then I get up and I lead God stories, and it's just crazy. I mean, guys just come up and they just share. Um something that's happened in their life typically that week. And it's, I have the benefit of being up front when guys come up and share and I can see everyone in the audience and they're nodding their heads like, yep, been there, you know, had this right. thing with the car or, you know, with the dog, one guy ran over his dog, you know? And so oh, you man. just see, <laughs> you just see the guys going, yep, been there. And then, um, and then we uh, break up into groups of two to three or four and uh, we just share what's, going on in our life. We ask for prayer and then we just, we pray over each other. It's very powerful. Well, that's awesome. 
Now, I, I want to really, what I, I just want to jump into the meat of this thing, which to me is why in the world did you guys start this? Well, that really started from a Bible study that we used to have. And it started before the Shelbyville campus was open, a couple different restaurants in town. And then once it opened, it moved to the lobby of New Hope Shelbyville. Mm -hmm. And there was probably half a dozen, dozen of us uh, meeting, and we were studying Mark. Mark 3, 27 was a specific verse that really just hit us hard. And it's about tying up the man. Uh, if you want to go into somebody's house, you first got to tie up the stronghold of the man. Yeah. And we really just felt this at, at different times. In that same session, uh, just a presence and a call to action to say, we've got to help be part of the solution in this community of how do we how do we help prevent the devil from tying up the men of this community and then allowing the devil to come into our homes and wreak havoc? And so we've got to be able to equip the men of the community to, to fight that, to see that, to be spiritual leaders, um, and to know they're not alone. Yeah, I just want to add, um, Darren, so uh, you were, we were talking earlier about you know this call to mission yeah, you know, yeah. and just equipping the men um, and encouraging them to lead. And so um, before the forge, um, I went out to San Diego and experienced this exact same format. Um, it was at 5.30 in the morning, and there were 200 men. Um, I don't know what a picture of 200 men, Christian men, looks like, but this isn't it. I mean, a lot <laughs> of these guys could bench press us. I mean, they were, it was all walks of life, but they were going after God, and I was blown away and knew at that moment, like when God presents the opportunity, you know, I've got to share this. Um, but the backstory is with these two guys, um, there's a camp called the JH Ranch. Mm -hmm. And so the thing that we all have in common here is, well, we're all married. We all have daughters. We're men. We're men. We're all men. <laughs> and prerequisite uh, to start something called the Forge. And uh, we've all been to the J Ranch, mm -hmm. and so it's this amazing uh, camp out in California. And it's uh, the secret is basically disconnect from you know society for a week, and it's amazing how God shows up. And then he, you go out there thinking honestly, Darren, that man, I hope God fixes my daughter, right? Right. And uh, no. <laughs> yeah. He's coming after you. Yeah, you know. So, so I got bigger plans. He's got bigger that. plans, and so <laughs> I had encouraged these two guys to go, and they went. And um, the reality is, um, in 2016, I had a panic attack on a plane. Mm. And I didn't want to get back on a plane, but yet I was still encouraging everybody: you should get on this plane and go out to California. And so God said, "No more of that," you know. Um, and so the next opportunity I had to get on a plane was to San Diego, <laughs> not like to, you know, Atlanta or somewhere close. It right, was there. Right. And so, um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of power in just saying yes to God. And that's what the story really is, is just saying yes. Yeah. And then we show up and five 30 that next morning after we land, I'm at this men's prayer group and I'm like, Oh man, this is, this is why I'm, I said, yes, you know, yeah. I just didn't knew it. Just but real then, impressionable on you. Yeah. yeah. And then um, these two guys invited me to the, the Bible study. Well, I invited them to go to California. So how could I say no to a Bible study that was a half <laughs> mile from my house? 
And, uh, and then after that, that uh, morning that we met that Brandon was talking about, we started texting and, and we were all in, all in with this, with this format. And when you guys talk about, and I'm real familiar with that passage about the strong man. I mean, obviously Jesus is talking about the devil and basically he's, he's come to set people free. And the way he does that is by first, you know, he's got a clean house, but the only way he's got a clean house is, is just tie that guy up. So I guess when, I guess what I'm trying to, I want to ask this is how was that real in Shelbyville? I mean, how, what are you seeing or sensing as to why you're like, man, these guys are in bondage. What, 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 you know, give me, put some feet on it, if you don't mind. Like, what were you, what were you seeing? What were you feeling? What were you sensing from, from men around you that, that needed to happen? I mean, we, we, I see it every Sunday to where we have people coming into church that the man's not present, where the wife's bringing the kids in. And how do we, how do we close that gap? How, that, how do we bring the man to be the spiritual leader of the house uh, to be present with, with God and at the center and driving that driving force behind. And man, when we see that, it's such a powerful combination. Mm. Awesome. You guys. Well, I think that each one of us could probably say that, I mean, even in our own lives that there's, there's a sense of loneliness among men. Like mm. we all, we think, we think we're alone yeah, in it's everything huge. we're doing. It's, it's huge. probably yeah. the biggest issue that men face right now. And so we, we feel it in our own lives, even, even having a relationship with God, we can still feel that sense of loneliness. So we know how bad it is for other men as well. And when you, you see so many situations where even if, even as men are attending church, they're not the spiritual leaders, uh, you know, in their families, in their workplaces, in the community. Um, and you just, you can just see the effect of that. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of scary. Yeah, it makes sense. I just, I mean, the things you guys are talking about, the reason I ask for description is just because I see it myself. You know, I mean, it's, it's our culture, you know, not just Shelbyville, <laughs> but uh, our culture. I know, I know you guys know that, but I just meant like, I just amazed at how many, how many guys just look in their face and I know that they've turned to addiction, you know, because they really don't know how to handle or cope with life, you know. Or people who say they know Jesus, but I'm not sure they really do. They got some sort of Sunday school concept, you know. And I, I don't know. I just this thought was interesting that that passage is what, is what, what sparked, what sparked all this. Because, but I, but I wonder, do we really know what we're getting ourselves into sometimes? And that's that's not a bad thing. It's a good thing, you know. But the fact that going back to what Jerry said, just the fact you'd say yes, you know. And, and that's where we really see when we break out at the end into groups of three or four, you've got a small group. And when people allow themselves to be vulnerable with other men and release the power of prayer, asking for help, the God stories that come out of it are amazing. And, and that's, you know, Jerry M sees that every week to where here are some of the God stories that's happening in everybody's life. It's, it's fantastic. It's kind of a type of confession, wouldn't you say? And people, of, yes, I think so. I mean, cause yeah. maybe letting some other guys know for the very first time. Absolutely, something's going on. Absolutely, that's good. What? Uh, I guess. I, I guess when I'm when I'm thinking of, I mean, you've been doing this for a year. What have you seen specifically 
in men as far as growth? I mean, you've, you've dropped a couple little things, but I'm just kind of curious about if you can give any sort of stories or you know, it's, it's been a, in a year and you've been growing in numerically, yeah. but. Well, there's lots of, lots of cool things. I think one of the coolest things is, you know, again, when you think about having 30 plus guys that are, we've, we've got guys at so many different stages in their spiritual walk and guys come in who, who aren't, aren't used to praying publicly. Yeah. You know, many of them would probably admit they don't pray that much on their own even. So they're sure not comfortable doing it in public. And so as we break out into those small groups and, you know, sometimes we've had guys that, you know, they participate, they'll say what's going on, but they're not comfortable with the prayer part. But when they come back over the course of a few weeks, all of a sudden you see the same guys that are ready to jump in and try it. You know, we always try to encourage them. I mean, there's, you know, it, it, don't worry about what it sounds like. Just do the best you can. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just a conversation. There's not a formula. You don't have to do it a specific way for it to count. You know, it just so seeing that growth in, in I can think of a few guys in particular that, that have really come a long way in that. But I think overall, just most of the guys would probably say just that getting past that sense of loneliness, that idea that, you know, Mm. all this stuff I'm going through, I'm the only one going through it. You know, there's nothing new under the sun, yet we think as men that we're the only ones struggling with the things that we're struggling with, when in reality it's virtually every single one of us. Maybe not the exact same issues, and we may be at different different phases in life, or maybe that's something you know, somebody's struggling with that somebody else used to struggle with, but we've all been through it. We're all fighting the same battles or trying to figure out how to raise our kids, how to be good husbands to our wives, how to, you know, how to, how to be good men in the workplace, in the community. And just, we, we don't have to figure that out by ourselves. We've got, you know, we now have a group of men that we can surround ourselves with where, that we can go to for advice that we can go to for encouragement. And it's really been incredible. That's really good. You know, one thing that dawns on me sometimes is that I wonder if we don't understand how powerful that is about someone praying out loud. Because, not because there's some sort of religious reason, but because speaking out loud brings some reality to the situation. <laughs> In fact, I was just talking to somebody who just said this because I was encouraging them to pray out loud because they were struggling with a sense of feeling like God's there. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, he is, right? He's right here. <laughs> so won't you start praying out loud and fix a spot if you want, you know, or <laughs> fix a chair next to you. And... And uh, they told me it's probably brought a lot of reality to, I feel like my prayers are more real. Like he really is here. And then, I don't know, just kind of, it's almost like we speak our, speak ourselves into some faith sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Not that faith comes from us. Well, and, but, and, and, I mean, and it is cool because I think if you talk to most of the guys who, who come regularly or guys who have been there at all, that very few of them have ever prayed for someone mm-hmm. sp- you know, right then and there, right with that person present, prayed over that person or had someone pray over them. So that's just, it's such a new experience yeah. for yeah. for most of these, most guys. And, and most of us are not too fast to raise our hand and say, hey, I need, I need some prayer. I mean, and that's definitely an area of that, that God's been working on with me to be vulnerable and ask for help. I mean, a year ago, I wouldn't have called anybody. To, to come, hey, I'm going through some challenging times. I need some help. 
Right. I would just isolate and I would pray on my own. But, you know, God wants us to have community and it's a relationship. So it's a relationship with God, but it's also a relationship with, with our peers and with each other. And so that's, so that's the growth, yeah. this relationship with each other. Our culture says the opposite. If you're going to be a man, you got to keep quiet and deal with it exactly. yourself, you know, pick yourself up by your own bootstraps kind of thing. Well, and that's uh, part of the God stories is, you know, Darren, if you share your God story, your testimony is my testimony. And if yeah. God can do it for you. He can do it for me. And it encourages me to hear your God story. And that's why uh, we share. But, um, you know, some of the guys have shared stories and um, they're working on a problem. And then they go, well, maybe I should. And maybe they've worked on this for a while. And then they pray. And then guess what? God shows up. And, and so we ask ourselves, why don't I start with going to him first? Right, you know? right, And right. so I think, you know, um, that's something that's, you know, God's been working on me personally is like, let's not try to fix it. And we're men, so we just try to fix yeah. everything right. in our life and our family's life. Um, but I know one of the men shared last week and, um, you know, he had a situation and, his wife was really, you know, kind of upset about it, and he just went to prayer, and God gave him someone to call, and he called him and wow, took care of it. So it's just... Um, so it's a big deal, because he's just now maybe learning, hey, I need to turn to God first, and the fact that I've listened to God yeah. may be a big deal for someone, you know? I think sometimes we take that for granted, if you've been a Christian for a while. But uh, that's so that's so good. How was how have you guys grown? I mean, I know you've talked a little bit about, and I keep heard the word thrown out quite a bit today as you were talking. Just, just the the boldness, the boldness of the forge, the boldness of I, I, how was how has God kind of taught you guys boldness in this whole thing, and what does that mean exactly? Well, I don't think any of us knew what this would look like a year down the road. We knew that we've we all felt it really strong on our hearts. And I think like Jerry said, said, Hey, did, did y'all hear that? And yes. Mm -hmm. And we knew we had to act. Mm -hmm. And so answering that call and acting, I mean, it's a, it's a blessing to be a part of it to where, to where we're at today. Um, and pray it continues, continues to grow and, and reach, reach more men because we're just all facing the same challenges. Mm -hmm. That's good. And one of the things we've heard over and over again from, from the men who have come, who, you know, sometimes are a little hesitant to come, but guys have said, that was exactly what I needed, and I had no idea that I needed it. Mm. And when we hear that over and over again from men, it just makes it so much easier to reach out to somebody else and say, hey, we've got this group that's meeting on Thursday mornings. I think you'd get a lot out of it. So just the, the, the boldness to step up and invite people. You know, that doesn't seem like that big a deal, but, you know, we a lot of us, we don't do it for Sunday morning. Mm. You know, because we're, you know, maybe we're too worried about this, we're going to get rejected or whatever it is. But with 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 this, it just it it is. And it, Jerry was talking about this this morning. It's just an easy thing to invite men to. Uh, and part of that is just I think the men we've invited, we've seen such growth in their lives, and then it's like, okay, you know, we want this fire just to keep burning stronger, and so we just keep we just keep stacking on the men, keep keep inviting and it's like john said it's for some reason it just seems real easy you know for us to do that well there's there's some boldness too in believing 
that God's going to do something there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. like I'm going to invite you. I have no idea what's really going to happen. But like you said, some something said, something I heard hit me just the right way. That's not us. That's no, and it's nobody's words. It's the Holy Spirit, right, speaking. So it's like a there's like there's almost a boldness in just believing and expecting God to do something in our midst. Well, when there, there, and you invite someone, you have no idea whose small group they're going to be in. Yeah, and then you get some of that feedback from them. You know, maybe later that week, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, my small group was amazing." You know, <laughs> and then he's like, "Okay, you know." Um, you shouldn't worry about what small group they get in. They'll get in the group that God wants them to be in. And that's what happens time after time. So so people just kind of find their way in. They sit down. I'm, I'm curious about that uh, from my standpoint of uh, when I'm leading groups like that. Do you put people in groups or do you, they just kind of, like you said, just kind of find their way? Find their way. So they just come in and sit down and whoever they're next to kind of thing? That's right. Yeah, we just try to get into groups of about three are, are pretty good and Everybody just kind of breaks out and finds now, groups three different guys all every week, or is it same groups, or how's that? Uh, it usually scatters out pretty good. Sometimes it'll be you know some people in the same group. Sometimes it'll be mixed up. It's it's really just who you're around and I got you set aside. So you're really trusting like God's even good to seat, seat people. Yeah, and you can always sit in a different <laughs> spot too, right? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's really cool. I like it. We do try to be aware of. You know, maybe guys that are there for the first time, especially if it's somebody we invited. And, you know, maybe we kind of hang back a little bit. Sure, and, buddy and, with them. And, and 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 it's good to, you know, to try to get into different groups each week so that, you know, you get you get to know different guys and know their story. And um, there's there's a lot of power in that as well. And that's it's, – it's a community in, from that sense. I mean, I've, I've met so many people that I never – knew before or maybe knew salt knew the face but didn't really know who they were um that's that's been a, a really good thing for me is just an opportunity to meet a lot of other men and have a connection oh that's awesome and i would add you know along with that um you know often at church after church it's kind of small talk you know yeah hey how the cubs doing you know <laughs> <laughs> um um and the weather and but I think with, with this group of men, we just go deep. You know, it's, I call it big talk, you know. Um, and so you can just immediately follow up on, hey, that prayer concern. And that's one of the things for me about the Forge is I just think about the men in my small group all week, you know. And so less of me, more of them, right? And um, there's just power in that in thinking about, you know, the men in my group. And often we're praying for their family or something that's um, – a need, but uh, yeah, it's just after church, it's just easy to go really deep with these men. Oh, that's awesome. And if you, and if you go deep, you're going to talk about the Cardinals, right? Not the <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> just joking. It, but I can't say nothing. We're in last place. We got nothing this year. Anyway, what I want, I got one more question for you guys, and that is this, and it has to do with what has, and I know you've, you've talked to a lot about uh, already today, we've been talking quite a bit about everything that God's been doing with, with the Forge, but what has surprised you? You know, from the time, like you said, you weren't, you started a year ago, and I think you even kind of alluded to the fact that, well, a year ago, none of us really saw what was going to happen for a year, you know, in a year from now. So, but but uh, get a little bit more specific, like what has surprised you uh, in this last year? 
with what uh, you just being obedient to God and saying yes. Well, I think when we started this, we had absolutely no idea what was going to happen if it was if we were going to open this up and it was just going to be the three of us sitting there staring at each other, <laughs> or if if guys were going to show up and it just just constantly more and more. I mean, we're hitting. We've had more guys over the last few weeks. You know, here we are in the you know in the in the dead of the summer when guys are traveling and families are busy, and we've got guys who just every week are making it a point to be there. I mean, it's so some of the dedi- up, some of the dedication up, is yeah, surprising. The dedication, yeah. yeah the, I mean, to it to to get guys to get up, at, you know, five thirty to show up at something at six a.m. is they've got to want to be there. Um, so I think that's just seeing how I mean, we shouldn't be surprised that you know. We've, we we kind of set a goal that we'd, we'd we'd love to see fifty guys there, but then, you know, you think about that is is fifty guys really that big a goal for God? Because I don't really think it is. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's a goal, and then we'll, we'll go from there. Well, Jerry said two hundred. I think is what he said. <laughs> yes. Well, that was in San Diego. <laughs> I know what that looks like, and it's amazing. It's awesome. <laughs> hey, God can do anything, like you said. There's no box. That's good. About you guys, anything surprising? For, for me, the that with for a group of guys, there's emotion in there. It's mm-hmm. even you know I've shared a few times like a God story, and it's when you're opening your heart, it's it's not easy to get through that without you know having a tear or choking up a little bit. And um, that that was surprising for me to having that vulnerability side and and allowing people into your life. Uh, it's it's fantastic. It really tries to break down those isolation walls. That's awesome. So when you, when you, I'm just curious at the logistical question, but when you talk about your God story, when you talk about God's stories, is that with everybody or just in your group? That, yeah, that's, that's yeah. with everybody. That's what I thought. And then you have group prayer time. Okay. Well, and there have been times that's become just a discussion on whatever, whatever topic. I got gotcha. you. Van is brought up. I got gotcha. you. John's ringing. While you're ringing, John, Jerry, do you have anything that surprised you last year? You know what? Um, I, I think I'm just expecting that now. Yeah. I'm just expecting God to surprise. You know, one of the things we had, we had a man who just who asked for prayer for the entire group, you know, and we all came up to lay hands on him. Um, and Van handed the microphone for the prayer to the youngest guy in the room in his 20s. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think we still talk about that prayer today. Like it was the most powerful prayer. Like he picked the guy who wasn't married, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. at that time didn't have a girlfriend mm-hmm. uh, to pray for this man who had a family. And like, why not? I mean, that's the God that we have. Right. And right. I, and I think at the forge, it's right. just the stories, the God stories that come out. And it's just, we had one guy that was sharing. He, um, I forget the Bible verse that was on his heart, but the God's timing is perfect. And, he was on vacation, you know, like a 10-day-long vacation, and it was packed vacation, and his car broke down right where there was a, um, a mechanic who could fix his car who had a part where there was a bank where he could get the money, <laughs> and there was pizza, you know, <laughs> and it was the only day that uh, in their schedule that he would have had time for that. And the fact that he was praying all weekend to that, that Bible verse. Wow. It's encouraging That's, to me. Yeah. It's like I just I want that for me and my family, you know, to be um, into the word that much that 
happens, I'm not surprised. That is awesome. And that's where you're hearing, Darren, like there's a structure, there's an agenda that's set up to manage the flow. But what makes it is the people that are there every day, the the men that are there and the ones that are going to come, the relationship, that bond that we form as as an overall body of believers and sharing the stories that God's moving in all our lives and it's all around us. Uh, Hearing what that is, it's, it's moving. Oh, that's awesome, guys. Awesome. Hey, thank you for being with me today. I do want to kind of make a point to people that are listening. If you attend the Effingham campus here at New Hope, we'll be starting the forge here. Uh, Ryan Busher, one of the guys in our church and several other guys on a team actually are going to be kind of getting that started. Uh, so that'll be September 7th, right after Labor Day. It'll be the first Thursday morning. During the Thursday morning, just like you guys, 6 a.m., just like you guys. Awesome. And I live 30 minutes away, so that could be interesting. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, but it's, gonna be, it's gonna be good. So we, I wanna invite all men who hear my voice to uh, come out starting if you're around Effingham. Uh, if you're around Shelbyville, obviously, go to the Shelbyville campus for the Forge at 6 a.m. on Thursdays. Uh, but we'll be starting at September 7th here in Effingham. And if you're a lady who's listening to us right now, hey, you've got a guy in your life, you know, uh, whether it's a friend or a boyfriend or a husband, make him come because uh, we need you to make him. Yeah, sometimes they just need a little kick. Right, guys? That's right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> My wife having kicked me over the years, I'm not sure I'd be the man I am today. That's for sure. <laughs> hey, uh, thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. And we are out of here. We'll talk to you. We'll, uh, talk back at you here at New Hope Underground next week.